Well, welcome to Bethesda. We're so glad that you could join us this morning uh, for worship. Uh, we're doing something a little different uh, this morning. We're in between teaching series. Next week, we're starting a teaching series uh, called Relationship Goals. Uh, but this morning, we're taking the opportunity to have a conversation with Kevin and Delinda, who are longtime members mm -hmm. here at Bethesda, to talk about spiritual and mental health, especially during this pandemic. Uh, so on that note, uh, let me introduce you to Kevin and Delinda. And I will introduce you by letting them introduce themselves. Sure. Do you want it? Yeah. Um, I'm Delinda Grindle, and I've been a member here at Bethesda. I got to think how long Rob and I've been married. 36 years. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker at KP Counseling <laughs> with my wonderful brother-in-law. And I also run the aftercare program at Fitzgerald's Funeral Home called Soul Prince. And I sit on the board at the Haven Network in Rockford and do some volunteer counseling there also. My specialty area of counseling is in grief. So that's what I specialize in. Um, Kevin Polking and been a member of Bethesda for 24 years. Um, um, Diane um, is my wife and Caleb and Sierra are, are, are our young adult children. Tw uh, Caleb's 24 and Sierra is 21. Um, I founded KP Counseling in uh, 2001, and that's my primary focus. Uh, still see um, clients, but my primary job is is running that um, office. We have two locations, and uh, we have about we have 30 therapists that work out of those two locations. And then I'm also the founder and executive director of Shatter Our Silence, which is a, a young adult uh, program that focuses on um, suicide awareness and what are the factors that lead to that darkness. Well, thanks. I'm uh, so excited that both of you are here. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have uh, today. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. Um, what are some of the challenges that you've noticed, either people that you work with or people that you're just interacting with, or even you yourselves are facing during this uh, pandemic, shelter at home, and all the different things that are coming out of that? So we're gonna, you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll start off with this because I think you, you're some of the things, I mean, obviously, personally, we have s some similarity things, but right. um, but I know with, especially with Fitzgerald's, that's been a little bit different in some of your clients. So uh, I can probably maybe start with just, I think, this idea that we were all in this place of what we were familiar with, this mm -hmm. this normal, and then in a very short time period, um, the first time in my life that we all got thrust into this, everything's upside down, everything's in this this disorder, this, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and everything changed, right? And and I think that along with all the uncertainty mm -hmm. and, and what's going to happen next and, and this this thing, this virus is invisible. Mm -hmm. And and so what's going on and, and trying to figure out who who to believe and what to believe and what should we do and and all those things i think that element of fear has mm -hmm. really caused um and 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 fearing the unknown mm -hmm. and the impact of it and um and i think that's really been you know not only personally but then business wise and then and then client wise is really w the main thing that we've been um dealing with and on different levels and mm -hmm. uh, and so I think with that has, has come a lot of different aspects of, um, of 
um, for lack of a better word, loss. Um, you know, it probably started for you and I that the NCAA wrestling tournament <laughs> got canceled and basketball got canceled. I knew it was serious when that <laughs> happened. Right? I knew. Yeah. I was, I'm so like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and I think that part of it was that element of um, there's that element of loss and then obviously all joking aside there is you know people that have been sick and either have died from the virus or, mm -hmm. or near death so it, it has been the whole gamut of everything from inconvenience to uh, to to real loss and loss of employment and business and and in life as well and I know in your case um, it's it's been really changed things so yeah it has I think that um, just as when someone in our life passes away our lives are changed forever and very quickly mm -hmm. that's what happened when this pandemic emerged too because it came so quick that it changed the way that we counsel and actually the way that funerals are done very mm -hmm. quickly. I know for um, at Fitzgerald's, we've had to make some major adjustments. Um, I am no, I'm currently not in their facility. I do the counseling work via phone mm -hmm. counseling and um, just how they are people that have had loss during this time is so different than how it was before. Mm -hmm. And the fact of not being able to have that large support system around you mm -hmm. and really kind of opening up that process of, of grieving, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what visitations, funeral, memorial services are. Mm -hmm. It's uh, allowing us to say goodbye to the physical body and opening up the door for the grief and mourning process mm -hmm. to really start. So for me, working with that population, a lot of their emotions are heightened even more because that process was minimal with right. just, you know, um, close family, and they didn't have the opportunity to be with their friends and, right. and other people, which though they're going to be doing at a later date. Mm -hmm. But what happens then is that that grief process now mm -hmm. is kind of prolonged. Yeah. And I think it brings fear in people and the unknown again, what's it going to be like? you know, for us when we open up that facility along with KP and how's that going to look for ourselves and our clients and providing safety and, you know, reassurance. So, so it's, not, it's not just the adaptation. It's also feeling the lack of control during the adaptation. Mm -hmm. there's, so many, there's so many things that it feels like people can't control, mm -hmm. and so they can't even fully. I mean, there's things that I think we'll talk about that we can control and can't control. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's it's kind of a double whammy in that. Mm -hmm. Well, and maybe too, maybe you can touch base on when people are sick and have to go to the hospital yes. and how that's changed things. Yes. And 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 especially if someone's terminal, mm -hmm. um, how how the fear if someone goes in, um, and the family. Mm -hmm. and so maybe if you can touch a little bit on that. Yeah, that whole process of um, people that go under hospice care, people that have to go into the hospital due to you know, a terminal illness or other illnesses they have. Again, it's that separation. Mm -hmm. um, so I think to some extent we have separation anxiety mm -hmm. from those that we love because our strongest support comes from our family or friends that walk with us in our life's journey. So then they go into these hospital settings and there's such a loneliness and a disconnect you know, from people, and then they're relying on, you know, the medical staff, which they don't know, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. that brings other things. But, um, and then for the people, the family members, that whole feeling of not being able to go, 
and mm -hmm. be present with them and the fear of what happens if they would pass away in that environment and no one's surrounding them yeah. because then they, they deal with that mm -hmm. um, regret or guilt or whatever emotions that may bring up too. Yeah. And not so being able to say goodbye the way I imagined imagine. I would. Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's, it's all these different things that we can kind of, so to speak, put on COVID that has taken from mm -hmm. our normal or mm -hmm. what yeah. we're familiar with or yeah. what we thought it would be. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's deep and, you know, I've been in a couple of those situations recently. My sister's a hospice chaplain and heard stories and it is challenging. Um, I know there's a bunch of other challenges that we haven't even really been able to talk about. Um, I think maybe I'd like to try to shift us a little bit um, because I think we've been presented a lot with the challenges and the hardships and we, we see them and we experience them. Uh, you've mentioned to me that each of you um, have a scripture that you've used either in your own personal lives or with clients that has kind of just been a tool to kind of help um, in multiple situations. Would you be willing to share those with us mm -hmm. sure. this morning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my life's verse has actually been Psalm 4610, to be still and know that I am God. Um, I struggle with that, so I'm not perfect at being still. It's uh, something I challenge myself daily. And I have found that to be very life-sustaining during this time for me because I feel that there's a lot of change going on within myself and transformation. Um, and so I share that with my clients too. So if people talk to me and they bring up their spirituality or they have a faith, then we can we talk about it in that direction mm -hmm. of the scripture verse and what's that mean to be still at this time and to rely and trust in God that you know he will see us through this for those that maybe don't share with me directly that they have a faith we still talk a lot about being still mm -hmm. and and to really be in touch and try to be mindful of what we're feeling and thinking during this time of transition because as you said we were not we have no choices. I mean, we have a choice on how we respond to the pandemic, but you know, to shelter at home and quarantine was mm -hmm. not of choice. And so, as you stated earlier, Pastor Dan, about the lack of control. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things I've learned through this and the stillness and spending time with God is uh, later on in Psalms, there's a verse about hope too and leaning into God for hope. I think one of the things is that hope is a very active process that we have to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that we have to kind of relinquish this illusion of control because to be honest with you, I don't think we control much of right. anything mm -hmm. except how we respond to things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so that stillness, and it's been, a, I have to really give cre credit to Kevin because as he, when he entered my life many years ago, being married to my sister, he does a lot of his own personal work and meditation. And so I've been privy to that throughout just personally and in my professional mm -hmm. life. He meets with us and tells us and talks to us um, about the stillness that we need to be in to grow as people, to grow as clinicians, and then to help our clients grow mm -hmm. in their um, self-mastery too. And so um, I think it helps when you have someone you're accountable to, to um, hold us and say, you know, are you practicing that? So um, 
being still was a journey for me when I, the loss of many losses throughout my life, you mm -hmm. know, that led me into this work, but especially with my dad. So that's good. I, um, that. I appreciate that. I think for, for me, uh, the stillness is, there's a principle I learned a long time ago about the power of magnification. And uh, when I'm not still, I can magnify my problems or I can mm -hmm. magnify my situations. But when I'm able to still, when I'm able to be still and remember um, my faith, remember that I've experienced that God is in control, though I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm able to magnify him and I'm able to magnify, um, you know, those deeper things that sometimes get lost in the, in the chaos of life or on the surface level of things. So mm -hmm. that's... Uh, so, yeah, like like you, that's always a, a challenge a little bit, though, too. Life can get moving, it can get busy, it can get worrisome. But that stillness has really helped me with that magnification as well. Well, and I think it brings, for me, it brings this undescribable peace mm -hmm. within. Mm -hmm. Like, I I can't describe it. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I don't know like, what that's going to look like, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like just this, it's like a surrender. Like, I've surrendered that maybe fears or worries, and there's mm -hmm. just this really calm peace that resides within me, and um, I hope I can reflect that to my clients. They say I do, because they always say, you don't seem very anxious about what's happening, and I said, well, you know, and then I can lead in and, mm -hmm. and hopefully share faith mm -hmm. or yeah. with them, too, about that. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Hopefully uh, something people can take away from this morning. So. Mm -hmm. You know, um, f for me, I, t I, t I talk a lot about with clients or if I'm teaching about this idea of resiliency. And the unfortunate thing about resiliency, it means that you uh, have to go through a hardship, right, mm -hmm. to to develop resiliency. So like smooth, smooth sailing, right, mm -hmm. no resiliency to being developed. Mm -hmm. Going through storms, hmm. You get through the storms. How'd you get through the storms? Then we'll help you get through the next storm. Mm -hmm. So I, this verse really goes back to like August of 2007. Mm -hmm. These guys know. <laughs> we, it was a torrential rain during this time period, and our street flooded, and which wasn't bad if it wouldn't have had our two vehicles that were brand new out there, mm -hmm. and they flooded. In. Mm -hmm. The office building, as well as our home, had water on the inside of the basement. Mm -hmm. These, Diane and Delinda, and some of the, I think some of the ladies from Bethesda were going to go up to the lake. And as we were waiting to go up to the lake, I looked up and I saw that now there was water damage in the kitchen ceiling mm -hmm. because there had been a leak in the roof. And it just was ongoing, one thing after another, one thing after another. And the like a Tuesday after all this happened, um, still with some uh, post-trauma mm -hmm. <laughs> feelings of all this, wasn't sleeping real well, fearing what's the next thing going to be, the financial piece of it and all these things. It, I was up in the middle of the... I fell asleep okay, but then woke up and couldn't go back to sleep because I started thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think you just said my thoughts were magnified and mm -hmm. it just kept going over and over. And somewhere in the midst of all this anguish... Um, and turmoil, um, this like almost like a you know the Goodyear blimp, you know mm -hmm. like the digital, mm -hmm. like it, it showed, like literally showed, um, uh, humble thyself in the mm -hmm. sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Mm -hmm. And again, and I almost like snickered, like, are you kidding me? I'm like <laughs> broken. <laughs> I don't know if I can get any more humiliated than this. <laughs> and then it dawned on me that I was broken and I was being 
felt humiliated, but I wasn't being humble because I was still trying to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to like figure it out and how could I prevent something from happening. And somewhere in there, in the midst of that, it gave me permission to surrender, mm-hmm. to let go. And probably was the first time in about a week I sensed that peace that you were talking about yeah. mm-hmm. and beautiful. slept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, I woke up because the alarm went off. And um, But that, that resonated with me. And that has been the verse that is also now 13 years later in the midst of all this and, and trying to figure out what to do with the staff and the, all the clients that come. And, and I had two months worth of straight of, 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 of talks to do and gone. Um, and is it going to come back? You know, type of thing. Um, Kevin, stay humble. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, what's helped me. And, and for me, that, that piece of being, being humbled is is knowing God is God and I'm not Mm. and, and trusting that process and, and doing my part, but still letting go. Which is good because we know that, but we, for some reason, forget it from time to time, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, we, and, and so we get reminded. I, I, I feel a theme developing in all these conversations with be still, humble thyself. I'm thinking of the end of Hebrews where it says sometimes God, um, you know, shakes the, the shakable things so the unshakable things remain, right? You know, we, have, we go yeah. through these disorienting things, these things where we're reminded that maybe we're not as in control as we thought that we were um but in that we sometimes can discover the unshakable things yeah you know the 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 deeper things the faith the peace the hope um the realization that god is real and alive and good even in uh, a world that sometimes can not feel that way um and i think that's uh that's a really just good word uh for people today is that um yes the challenges, the loss, the grief, the hardship are very real. Mm-hmm. But in that, there is a, a relationship, mm-hmm. a place uh, where we can rely on deeper, unshakable mm-hmm. truths. You know, yeah. um, and I think I, I think for me that I have to continually remind myself of exercising, right, mm-hmm. putting myself in a place. So I can be still, mm-hmm. and and that may be in solitude. For me, it is. I have to be in solitude. I have to be outside. That helps to for that. And then I also have, because to be open, to choose to be open, because when I'm thinking, I'm not being open. I'm right. I'm closed. I'm consumed by my thought. You were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And if I am open, then there's there's this possibility that I'm I'm going to hear God's voice, mm-hmm. um, but I got to choose to be open. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the brokenness is one I'm choosing to be open. And it's being that hollow vessel that we've always talked about, too. Can I interject something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Can I pick up your cross? Sure, absolutely. It was this, I was thinking as we're talking, I'm such a visual person as we've had conversations about that before, but when I glanced over here and you see this cross, that's what I think about when I think of surrender and humbling and peace is the foot of the cross as Mary was at the foot of the cross and just surrendering it all to Jesus and saying, this is yours Mm -hmm. and just use me the best that, you know, you can in the midst of, of 
the pandemic and what mm -hmm. people are experiencing. So I always try to, when I'm being still too, is to give myself that visual. Mm -hmm. And this is such a beautiful visual of that, mm -hmm. of picturing Christ on the cross and, and being down here and surrendering that and being still enough and open enough to see how he would, mm. would use us. That's good. You know? so, so here's an interesting, so a long time ago I taught her about being a hollow vessel mm. to, to work through and probably for the first time I've ever seen this, right, from a cross standpoint, is that if we think of a cross, this happens to be hollow, no. <laughs> the cross is if I'm here and I'm being open to mm. God and Jesus, to work through me, then I can reach out to other people and be mm -hmm. a vessel for God to work mm -hmm. through. I never saw that before until you just picked it up, but I, I, well, we're going to probably include that in our teaching from now on. Yeah, <laughs> so, probably. But I never thought of that because that was a Native American thing that was taught to me a long time ago, mm -hmm. but I see... I just saw that when you were just talking about that. But but we have to be humble to be open to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hardest when we're broken, but sometimes it's also what breaks us so we can be. Um, right. It's hard to give something that you haven't first received, right? right? And yeah. oftentimes we can't receive things unless we first let go, right? You know, sometimes we have to be able to, you know, the Jesus teaching is we have to die to receive new life. You know, there's this process of letting things that we're not supposed to carry go before we can receive the peace and hope and things that God wants us to receive. Yeah. I could talk to you guys for a long, long time. <laughs> um, I, you know, we've been, um, uh, probably should move to wrap up a little bit here, but I, I do want to ask one more question before sure. we do. Um, so as followers of Jesus, and Kevin, I've heard you talk about this before, Delinda, you and I have talked about this before, you know, Jesus tells us to go be light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And so in this season, um, as we you know, have people listening right now, what are some ways uh, that you would encourage us to be light in the darkness in this season? Mm -hmm. um, well, one good example I think that I have been sharing with my clients and I've been practicing myself is I call them just because moments. And they're moments just because and bringing light to other people. So things like if God places someone on my mind to send a text or an email or a note, I act on that hmm. immediately. Or I've done things like, believe it or not, left my um, trash people, turtles and stuff, just thanking them for their service to us. And, I, and I'll serve in other ways to other people, unnoticed or un you know, um, how do we call them like silent angels, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I've been talking to my clients a lot about that, that sometimes what happens is we get so focused on ourself and the worry and the anxiety and the concern of the unknown that the minute we can be a light to someone else or give to someone else, it totally is a different mm -hmm. feeling and it puts us in a totally different place. So um, I challenge my clients to do that, and then they, um, they're accountable. Mm -hmm. um, in next session, they'll share that, or ways in which they have things they're grateful for. I have an exercise of three things you're grateful for for the day, mm -hmm. or what's a good precious memory you have within the last 24 hours. Um, trying to bring positivity to this situation that you know occurred so quickly, and so I do that with a group of women. I'm privileged to and honored to be a part of. Um, I have a group of 13 widows mm -hmm. that I work with, and so I um, talk weekly to them, and we all are doing just because moments, and we share them with each other, and it's been mm -hmm. so beautiful to see how they've touched the lives of 
of other people mm. in the midst of the loneliness mm -hmm. that they're feeling and living in because of not having their significant mm -hmm. others. So, you know, the one that sticks out right away for me is being that light. And again, I'm picturing light, you know, just being that source of light in whatever small way, mm -hmm. you know, I can do that. That's great. I think that's a, that's a great takeaway that I hope people can take as we can, oftentimes when we're in our anxiety, uh, there's a, a focus on self, which mm -hmm. again is not the worst thing. We have to no. care for ourselves, but so oftentimes one of the ways to break out of that cycle is then to try to shift your focus towards what can I do to bless or to um, help someone else. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I think, uh, I definitely think um, what popped in my mind was the phrase of random act of kindness, mm -hmm. right? And to be able to do that and, and get out of yourself by doing for others, I think is huge. And I, I also think for me is I have to start with, I have to start with me. What am I doing to, for my light to be bright mm -hmm. and and if you know I believe my source of light comes from God mm -hmm. so what am I doing to put my my myself in a space mm. where I'm in relationship I'm in that I'm in that sacred space where I'm being fueled and 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 it's a combination of of, of using exercise um, to help get me there to to make sure I'm eating the right foods for me so that I don't have the distractions of that mm. and hydration and, and right amount mm -hmm. of sleep and those are all important things so that I can, so my light does bright so that I can hear that prompting to call somebody or, or mm. do that. And then I need to act on that, right? Because yep. my, my tendency is, oh, they won't, I don't want to bother them or whatever. But um, I can be much more bold and fierce in acting on that, um, that kindness if I'm full and I remember sometimes when I first at different levels of my spiritual growth where um, I was totally was like vibrating because I felt the Holy Spirit with me mm -hmm. and on that spiritual high, it, it was like floating, you know, yeah. and, um, and I think of that energy and that light that's radiating from that and it's easy to do that then. Mm -hmm. um, but other times in our life we have to work at it more intentionally. Right. Um, and, and I think for me, it's that routine of this is what works for me, you know, exercise, meditation, stretching, eating certain things, mm -hmm. certain aspects, and, that, and that's what works for me. And we have to figure out what works for us yeah. to get fed that light. Yeah. It's always there. It's mm -hmm. just, am I open to it? Right. And then I'm willing to, then, like you said, I think it gets reinforced when we can share it. Right. Yeah. And if I'm too stuck in my thinking, then... We're not going to share. Yeah, sometimes the music or something else may click for me, and then I can go. Yeah. I think that's a really good word, too, because sometimes in the church world, we can feel that that's being selfish, but really, mm. really it's not. You know, if mm -hmm. we're in a season right now and we're not receiving uh, the connection that, or the, the will and desire that God has for us and our relationship with him, you know, figuring out how to get there and walk with Jesus the way he wants to walk with us uh, it's not just good for us, but that's going to bless yeah. the people that we interact with daily. And um, I think too often times, you know, this is conversations Natalie and I have, um, there's been, uh, it, not ill intention, but in the church that when we focus on ourselves, it's being selfish. But right. there's, a, there's a healthy self. Love 
the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. When we talk about love of God, love of neighbor, but we forget there's a third love there. and It's, a, it's the healthy self-care, self-love. Um, now, any of those things can get twisted and become, sure. you yeah. know, ego, but, um, yeah, that's a good... But That's I think, a good word, too. I think Jesus modeled that for us, sure. right? I mean, there was times when he said, like, I got enough here. I, I, I can't be with the crowd anymore, mm-hmm. and I need to go in solitude, and I need to... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he modeled that for us, and it was captured. And there's obviously other times that he did that that weren't captured in the text, yeah. but there were specific times where it was kept in the text for us to go... Well, maybe here's a hint, guys. Here's a, possibly there's, here's a suggestion of what to do, but it takes effort. Preach. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I think, too, it's, he's a good example of how he balanced his life, too, which is another thing I talk about with clients is it's a balance. It's a balance of self-care, taking care of self, you know, loving others, and God all being in there. So it's a try. Yeah. And, we all, and it's the balance of all of those which we're constantly working at. Because right. like you say, it's not, you know, that's the challenge mm-hmm. for us. And, yeah. and I'm thankful we have a challenge because otherwise everything would be so smooth and then God mm-hmm. would probably sit in the back seat and we wouldn't mm-hmm. need him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, well, this is absolutely wonderful. Um, I think we can turn off the cameras and we'll just keep talking yeah. for a while. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll wrap up right now. But just want to thank you guys for uh, being with thank us. You. I hope thank you. Uh, that the words that you shared today were a blessing yeah. to those listening. I'm, I'm sure that they will be. Um, let me pray for us and we'll wrap up. Uh, Jesus, thanks for this time together. Uh, I pray uh, for each and every person listening and watching, uh, mm-hmm. Lord, that you would meet them where they're at, uh, that you would release them of all the things that they're carrying uh, that they shouldn't be, and Lord, that you would open up their hearts and hands uh, to receive the things that you want to place into their lives uh, even this morning. Uh, we love you. Uh, We bless you, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.